and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Kevin McCullough, breaking news, what it means and why it matters. Today's final day before the big Thanksgiving break, we've got a big show for you. We will be talking with Dr. Douglas Howard on this Wellness Wednesday, Shelly Goldberg with great parenting tips for your holiday. We will also have a very extended conversation with Harris Faulkner about the beauty of the times we live in and why faith can still move mountains. It's all straight ahead on Kevin McCullough Radio. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role. As, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us, and I am so excited to have my next guest back. I consider her not only uh, to be one of the most amazing success stories in all of journalism, and we could we could just brag on her in that regard uh, for hours, given uh, the accolades that she deserves and what she's achieved. But I, I have had a chance to get to know this lady uh, as a friend, and I really count Harris Faulkner as one of the uh, great oh. voices in our field. There are not a lot that I feel fit that mold. And so I really point people to uh, Harris's work on the Fox News Channel. And Harris, you know, you know, we, we just tend to keep running into each other over the years. And it's so I'm so excited that your new book is doing so well. At the time uh-huh. of this discussion that we're having right now, you are number two in all nonfiction on Amazon, only behind former First Lady Michelle Obama. And uh, congrats on that. Uh, just And that's in your first week. So who knows where it's going to go once the real word of mouth gets going on this thing. But it's good to have you here. Welcome back. Uh, thank you so very much. What a warm introduction. And I mean, I don't know if your audience could hear me say stop. I mean, it's it's humbling to hear you describe me that way. And you know how much I am in love with your family and your faith and just who you are as a leader, Kevin. So it is an honor to be here. Um, with you on High what I indeed. would call a really important time. No kidding. An important day. I mean, we are the day before Thanksgiving, and we have a lot to be thankful for in this country. And I still look and, and anchor the news. I look at it, I anchor it, and I think we're missing an ingredient here. And America's teaching me right now how much a certain message was needed. 19 stories of people who have been to the darkest hours, to the brink, and prayer has been so mighty in their lives. Even well, those and I haven't had even had a chance to formally introduce the book. It's called Faith Still Moves Mountains, uh, Miraculous Stories of the Healing Power of Prayer and uh, Harris Faulkner. Of course, uh, she had a bestseller that she was here with us talking a few years ago. Uh, that detailed some other aspects, but as you said, Harris, this isn't this this book isn't at all about you. You're no. bringing these stories to uh, full life uh, for the reader. I'm also bringing contemporary things that people are already familiar with. 
for instance, the 2019 twister outbreak in Lee County, Alabama. And I think that's why this works for people, because they can put into context what maybe even some of them were there for. And, or maybe they knew a neighbor. Maybe they knew somebody in a neighboring state. They, you know, we've all experienced tragedy among the things that we cannot control. And so if prayer can bring an 80-some-year-old woman through a twister outbreak when houses on her block are gone to the foundations, including her own, and this 80-some-year-old woman, Ernestine, survives inside of a prayer closet, praying the words, Lord, I praise you. I, I'm so grat- so filled with gratitude for the life that you have given me. And then during the storm, she also prayed, if it is your will mm. to give me more of that life. And then after the storm, when the emergency crews were picking her up because her hip was broken from the storm, she was screaming how thankful she was. And the Lord had brought her through, but that she didn't anticipate or expect to have any more than the relationship she had already had with him. I mean, it's amazing when when people see that was 2019. We're not talking about stuff that happened so long ago that you can't even right. relate. Right. So I get a lot of young people walking up to me and saying, I'm reading your book because I'm having a hard time right now after all the isolation. I don't connect with people. And I said, well, practice with God. Uh, I was uh, sitting in in our Sunday morning uh, service. This was probably three weeks ago, and our senior teaching pastor has been going through Acts, and he was he was at this point where he was talking about how Paul always took the circumstances around him to make relevant the gospel, and so he would he would use mm-hmm. whatever circumstances to translate it into God's agenda for the moment, and he would tell people God's good news. Um, and he said for the first time in probably uh, 15 years of, of pastoral ministry, when he runs into high school friends and he goes, hey, what do you do? He goes, I'm a pastor. You know, they usually like, yeah, not you. That's, that's, not, that's not what you became. He said for the first time, people are seeking him out at the soccer games now saying, hey, we need more of what you have. Like circumstances are so bad. What what is your secret? Why why do you uh, believe that God answers prayer? Why are you in this business? Um, and it's an open door for him to be able to talk about something that in the past, you know, he, he was always kind of uh, wondering 50-50 if they were going to laugh at him and walk away or stand there and, and continue to listen. I mean, it's, it's really kind of a unique moment in history that we're in right now. It's true. And, you know, I launched right into it before you'd even had a chance to introduce the book because I feel the same way that he does probably. That the minute anybody wants to talk about something like this and and renewing their faith and pressing in, leaning into God so God can lean into you, I launch right in. I'm a journalist. I, 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 again, I am not called to, to preach. I am called right now to be a witness. And part of what I'm called a witness is other people's testimonies that I'm collecting along the way. So the minute the conversation gets going, I realize I'm going to get another one. I'm going to hear, I'm going to meet somebody who needs this right now, and we're going to stay connected, and then I'm going to listen to what happens. Right. I don't care how long it takes. It's not going to take six hours. It's likely not going to take six weeks. But I'm collecting stories along the way as well that to me are more of a generational movement among people who really don't have what we had growing up, Kevin. And that is the reassurance that when things go wrong, even if you haven't prayed 
perfectly because who does we're human god is always ready for you whatever season you're in well they haven't lived long enough to have had many seasons so they don't know that um so i I do i agree when you ask me about it i i get excited yeah no no kidding well and so let me ask you um how long did it take to put this book together? Because, you know, I've written three or four books, and I know that in my own writing cycle, it's it's a good year, year and a half in the entire process. But it seems like yeah. some of these stories started longer, much further in the past than that. It feels that way because I moved contemporary in with historical. For instance, General George S. Patton. I, I had no idea how much faith meant to him. Hmm. And when I started to read about him, um, I began to pray about it. I met his grandson through friends of friends, Benjamin Patton, and I end up talking with him for the book. And what I realize is there's so much we have in common. And Benjamin and I, I think, are just a couple of months apart in age. I know. Um, But I will say this in terms of how long it took me to write the book. I think that chapter was done in a day. Because what happens is this is actually what I do. I interview people on deadline. (laughs) I don't, you know, when it was more um, autobiographical or memoir, Nine Rules of Engagement, you know, The Military Brat's Guide to Life and Success, which was my 2018 release, took me two years to write because that was based on memories and, and pictures and getting together with dad and talking about Vietnam and so on and so forth. These are things that I've covered, and I have extreme just discipline around getting it done. It took me less than 90 days to do this book. Wow. We're coming right back with Harris Faulkner on this very special conversation uh, here just before Thanksgiving. And please go out and get her book. It is an incredible, encouraging testament. Faith still moves mountains, and uh, you're going to be glad that you did. Uh, But much more with my friend, my very good friend from Fox News, Harris Faulkner, when we return to state. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, uh, I am so grateful to be able to have uh, Harris Faulkner with us. I I, I don't often get into this, but uh, Harris was coming up through the ranks at Fox about the same time that I was really beginning to make my bones in talk radio. And she used to host a thing that we had, and Harris, you'll remember this, uh, we used to host a thing that was called the Strategy Room. It was up on the 12th floor, I think, and they had turned like some little closet into a, a miniature TV set. And Katie McFarland, my very good friend who's on the show every week, she would always come on. And we'd, we would you know, talk back and forth about national security or economy or whatever it was. Um, and then Harris would, for some reason, uh, on frequently around Thanksgiving, ask us for turkey preparation recipes and ideas. And uh, KT, I guess, having not made a ton of turkeys in her life, only had a couple of go-to options. And I was, I was rolling out. Well, you can smoke it like this for you know this many hours, and then you can deep fry it, but don't don't deep fry it while it's still wet or, or frozen. You don't want to do that; it'll explode. And and at one point, KT turns to me in the middle of the conversation. She goes, "How do you know so much about so many things?" And I never felt better in my entire life. But anyway, that's just a little sample of history with uh, Harris and some of the stuff we've done. But Harris, let me get back into the very important discussion that we're having about faith still moves mountains uh, and the miraculous uh, stories that you heard about. 
we can talk about politics. We can talk about a lot of things. When you ask someone about their faith, you can't stop them. Well, you'll get one of notes. two reactions. It'll shut them down or it'll turn them on. And yeah. you know, especially if it's something that means something to them. We're speaking with Harris Faulkner, and her brand new uh, book is titled uh, Faith Still Moves Mountains, Miraculous Stories of the Healing Power of Prayer. Fox Books has been kind enough to be sponsoring my show the last several weeks. Uh, but I would have Yay! interviewed her about this anyway because I just believe in uh, Harris's uh, ethos, uh, her ethics, uh, everything about oh, what you. she does. Let me, let me ask you... Um, you mentioned uh, the fact that you're a witness to these things. Um, it's it's interesting. I don't know if you're familiar with the crowd-funded um, drama called The Chosen, but it just released yes. season three, and my my kids have been dumbfounded by it. It's so moving. It's it's kind of like This Is Us on biblical steroids. Um, but That's the a stories, great way to sell it. I'm saying, That's but so the, true. call me call me marketing. We'll we'll, we'll get it done. Yeah. Uh, but Harris, the uh, the the thing that's kind of revealed, I think, in that telling of the story that way is that it was the story of the stories that came together. Yes. And I'm wondering, you you say you're a witness to their testimonies, but how how has your own faith, if you'll pull the curtain back for me a second here, how has your own faith been energized or changed or deepened because of hearing what these stories include? You know, uh, you were one of the first people that I heard from after I lost my dad on Christmas Day in 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I put on a rather brave face. But to transparently talk about this, I was pulling away from my faith. I was so hurt and broken. Not only did I lose my dad on Christmas Day, hours after I'd spoken with him Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve, but he was the second parent in a very short period of time in my life. And I hadn't fathomed my young children not having grandparents, Mm -hmm. especially now that Danica is 13, you know, and Bella is 15. Teenagers, I thought that they would be there the way that they would be, you know, the way that they were for me. And I didn't understand what God really was calling me to do because my career life was getting bigger. But there was a part of me that felt very small and broken. Yeah. And I began to remember what my mother taught me because I I needed them so much. And I said, well, maybe the answer is if I just think about what mom and dad would do right now. Hmm. And I was embarrassed by the fact, first of all, one of the reasons why I didn't share it with people is because I'm so mightily blessed. How could I ever complain? Hmm. And something reminded me of my mom saying, give all your worries and sorrows in life to God, and don't forget to pray when things are going well, too. And that is so important, because that speaks to looking at at a relationship with the Lord as more than just the entity that you go to when things are bad, Mm -hmm. which treats him more like Santa Claus or Superman. And he's nothing like us. He's not. He's always there. And my dad would tell me, do battle with the tough times, not with God. So I knew I had to lean back in. And I keep a pretty good diary of things. And since losing them, one of the things that I got from my dad's belongings, my sister and I, my younger sister and I both agree kind of on what we would, you know, take for our lives and 
And she said, do you want the Bible? And I said, I think I do. And I started to flip through it, and they each had written what I just told you down in their own handwriting. Mm. My mom's handwriting was in his Bible as well. Mm. And in reading that, it made writing this book really easy because I was able to be transparent. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know that the Lord hears our prayers. I know that Jesus Christ is an intercessor for us. I know. You don't have to convince me of anything because I have been in that point in my life where everything around me looks so good. But inside of me, I was broken. And that was my season to really lean in. And other people may be in different seasons, but wherever you are, just pray every day. Find a place, a time, a moment where you are alone, whether it's five minutes or an hour, whatever you have, and your prayers don't have to be perfect, but be specific with the Lord. Give Him your broken pieces. Tell Him what that's like, but also have the patience to be silent and listen. Those two words have the same letters for a reason. (laughs) That's right. And he will speak to you and then walk that out in your life. When you get, when you get what you, you know, hear specific to you from the Lord and it's his timing, what you're working on with him. Well, there's no doubt that, um, he's big enough to handle, um, our, our big enough issues. There you go. I, I, I love the fact that you've, you've gone down this path with this book, Harris. I think it's going to bless a lot of people. It already, already is uh, coming in at number two in its first week. Um, and I know that that doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, I, I am so, uh, I just, as someone who considers you a friend, I'm just really proud of what God has done in your life and in your heart and in your uh, calling, as you called it at the beginning of this discussion. Friends, you, uh, go out and get Harris's book. You know what I think? I think this would make a perfect holiday gift for any <laughs> yes. number of family members. Merry Christmas. So get it, get it now. <laughs> yes. And uh, then if you really want to bless someone, just download the, the podcast of this discussion and, and you can get that for free. And just give that to them too. But um, I love that. Harris, I love talking with you. And I, I do want to quickly say it does mean something that people are going out and getting the book but you know me well enough to know that is more about what they're getting from yeah, it you want it to change lives you don't want it to sit on their shelf you want it to actually do yeah, something yeah i so. want them to read it yep all right uh harris faulkner always appreciate it thank you so much god bless kevin thank you kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away